Now, it's the best of Ricky Gervais' Deadly Serious. <laughs> Deadly Serious. <laughs> I'm joined by Richard Dawkins. Robin Ince is still here. So, how, how best to introduce you? I mean, you're an evolutionary biologist. Yes. Author. Yes. And my latest book is Science in the Soul. Science in the Soul. He is so much better at plugging than me. I haven't plugged anything. <laughs> Nor I have I. my book. I know. My book co-written with Brian Cox, also available. Oh, this Probably is not... very near. We might, if we're right, we after this, we can go to the bookshops and make sure we're on the same table. Yeah. Well, again, but I'm plugging, by the very definition, being on this show with my name yeah. on it. I'm plugging this, aren't I? So I'm I'm doing my plug But already we've learned the lesson, haven't we? Straight in with the plug. <laughs> Straight in there. So what's the... What's the uh, the gist of the, the new book. It's a collection of essays, so in a sense it doesn't really have a gist, but the, the, the title is meant to, as it were, stop the hijacking of the word soul and words like spiritual by the religion. Yeah. Because um, scientists like Carl Sagan and Jacob Bronowski are filled with soulful regard for scientific truth, and I am too. Uh, uh, so am I. It makes me laugh when them. Um... You know, uh, people say things like, "Oh, don't don't you get a funny feeling though when you when you see a mountain or the stars?" I go, "Yeah, of course, I'm in awe of it. Of I'm in do. awe of yes. nature." Yeah. And the more I understand it, the more in awe of it I am. Well, that's it, Feynman again, isn't it? That great opening to the wonderful pleasure of finding things out, which has been quoted so often, which is where he just says, "You know, I have a friend who's an artist, and sometimes he says something I don't agree with too well." He says, "I, as an artist, when I see a flower, I see the beauty of a flower. But you, as a scientist, you pick it apart, and it becomes a dull thing." And then over the next two paragraphs, he explains beautifully about the fact that to understand the aestheticism of the flower, why does the flower, why is it that color? Is that color to attract insects? Do insects therefore have an aesthetic sense? And he goes to a molecular level, an atomic level, and I think that is still between that and and of course uh, Demon Haunted World by Carl Sagan they're two of the great examples of going well, it's so understanding funny. doesn't take away the initial well, beauty well it's, it's so funny when I was doing my A-levels I'd been an atheist from about the age of eight and uh, I was doing my A-levels and, and I, I was I studied um, biology physics chemistry I was saying to Robin I went to uh, university to study biology um, but then changed to philosophy a um, lot easier um, <laughs> and uh, there was there's a flower when the bee lands on it, 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 a little lever comes down and just puts a little bit of pollen on his back. And obviously I was having a bit of a crisis and, you know, studying. To, and I just thought, oh, that, that, that can't be my mistake. That, and, and I went up to my room and I was sweating for an hour. I was thinking, that's intelligent. And then I worked it through. I worked it back to print. Oh, no, no, no. Over, over three and a half billion years... That everything's happened. It's just it, there was no will in that flower. There's no will to the bee, and I got back. But I I can almost see why with the with the diversity and the things that are, are true in science and nature. Why that would blow someone's mind, and why they think well this yeah I can this too. can't be this can't be a mistake. Yes, well it, of course it's not a mistake because natural selection is not a mistake. No, um, the Feynman case which Robin quoted is a little bit unfortunate because he used the color red, which insects can't see. But if he chose in any other colour it would have been great or even ultraviolet um, that's interesting I think it might they, I wonder if that's been edited in the most recent copy I wonder I if it has yeah, a good idea have, yes yes. but that I wanted to ask because talk after you mentioned flowers but because, we, oh, sorry we should explain to people what Richard means by natural selection is not a mistake uh, well, nat natural selection yeah. is a highly non-random process. And yeah. so everything about a living creature is not a mistake in the sense that natural selection has been winnowing, filtering over yeah. many generations, the best way to do it. Exactly. So the, the orchid that you're talking about has been filtered through countless generations of orchids, the ones that actually did the anvil trick. Yeah. Well, the ones that well, this is the mistake that people do. They put a will to it. Just like when they, you know, often I've spoken to people that, that know about the Big Bang. They agree with it. They agree with evolution. But they think that God started it. And that's because they're putting a will to what we would call nature. And and I, I thought of a, a, a model to try and explain. I was talking to someone once that it's rather like if you put coins in a sorting machine... Those coins aren't rushing to the right hole. They're going past the hole they can't get down yeah. and they're falling down the hole they can fall down. And I think that's the mistake people make when they think that, that they confuse natural selection, that it's just luck or random and, uh, and uh, how, could, how could that... How could that beetle get exactly the right number of legs? And that it's 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 just a they haven't they haven't quite understood the process. When you choose the the anvil orchid, that's a that's a a good choice in a way because that's an extreme example yeah. of something that looks as though it's been designed. I use just the same thing in my books. I always put 
the most extreme examples I can find to really put science on its mettle to explain these extreme examples rather than the, than the easy ones. And actually, there's a, there's a deep fallacy in saying that just because it's complicated and beautiful, therefore somebody must have designed it, because you still not explain where the designer came from, because the no. more... The more beautiful and elegant the, th the the designed object is, the more elegant and counterintuitive and improbable the designer would have to be. So you've explained absolutely nothing well, when you say uh, the, it, the, there must have been a designer. Well, the God of the Gaps doesn't explain anything about it because yeah. even when uh, pe people, again, I, I don't want to keep using Twitter, um, it's almost unfair, but um, people uh, say, well, how did the universe come from nothing? Which we're... That's got its own problems, that question. And uh, I, I say, uh, oh, I, I don't know, what, what do you think? And they say, it must have been God. And I say, well, where did he come from? And they say, he's always been around. And I go, well, let's cut out the middleman. You know, it's like... <laughs> cut out the middleman is exactly right. Stop it plugging my own books. Let me plug Lawrence Krauss, A Universe from Nothing. On oh, it's fantastic. That yeah. lecture is fantastic. Yeah. Did you, you introduce him on that, don't you? Is that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. it's. Mm. I've, I've watched that so many times. Mm. Uh, it, 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 it's great. I, I love the, uh, the... There's a lovely thing there where he says about, um, you know, the, the, the first stars had to uh, explode and, and to, to create many of the atoms in our body. The chances are... The atoms in your left hand come yeah, from a different nice, star yeah. from yeah. the atoms in yes. your right. Yes. Yes. So forget Jesus, a star died for you, you to be yes. born. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I've wondered about the... It seems that one of the problems in terms of understanding evolution, even in a very basic level, is understanding time. Now, you write in Devil's Chaplain, there's that lovely essay where you talk about the fact that if you linked hands and you just went and you had with each one of your uh, your, your, your mother and the mother's mother, etc., and eventually there would be, there, there is, as you watch, a transition. But there is no moment of kind of a werewolf moment no. in which you, you, you go, a hairy apish creature, yes. smooth and smooth the human creature. How do you think that's the best way of, of I mean because that to me is a very good example yes I mean to. people do have trouble with it and and you have to say there never was a moment when an Australopithecus mother looked fondly down on the first homo baby it wasn't like that I and mean, every every animal ever born every individual born was the same species with the exception of a few plants was the same species as its parents and yet if you have enough of them laid end-to-end -end back in time. Follow human ancestry back, you come to a fish. Of course, uh, because they can't understand the difference between sort of that, that analogue, that smooth analogue. transition. Exactly. It's, they... like, it's like growth. It's, I mean, when you... Of when course. You, the transition from middle age to old age... You don't go to bed middle aged and then wake up next morning and say, "Oh, I seem to be old this morning." It Although Robin like did that. after touring <laughs> yeah. with me, it, it really did happen overnight, didn't it? It, it was he was young. He looked a bit like Morrissey. Black I was hair. never young. <laughs> young never suited me. The moment that knitwear, cardigan knitwear, that's what I needed. Oh, I've, I, I've been comfortable for twenty since twenty eight. You've been just, overly I, comfortable. I've just, yeah. I just want comfort. Yeah. Um. No, but that's a very interesting point it's because they want to want to see it. I mean, people have said again. Uh, the, the range of stupidity is is vast, but I saw someone ask someone on Twitter once. Um, I have been watching the chimps in the zoo for six years now, and not one of them oh, are starting Jesus, to look Jesus. like. A, yeah. I mean, it's off the chart. The stupidity, the expectation of what evolution is, and evolution, uh, and I want to evolution is a fact. It's observable. Just look around. It it happened. We're here. Okay, and the other thing, bugbear, that w w you can help us with. Can I, is sorry, this... before you do that, can I ask a question? Because I'd like, because I won't explain it as well. Is when you wrote that chapter about the idea of if you hold hands with so the person, the the, the your, your mother, the mother and mother, etc. Then you have this rather beautiful way of explaining how you would then find the other from from that that point when you get all the way back to the common ancestor, the branching point. And creating a circle. Can you explain how? Yes, actually, any ancestor would do. You could you could hold hands with with the author and have a, a snail holding hands the other way. There has to have been a moment back in time when somebody gave birth to two children, one of which was destined to give rise to snails, and one of which was destined to give rise to humans. Yeah. Plus, of course, all vertebrates. That is very counterintuitive, I suppose. I did it in the article you're talking about with just going back to the common ancestor with chimps. And there had to have been about six or seven million years ago, there had to have been one female who gave birth to two babies. And one of them gave rise to our lineage and the other gave rise to the 
lineage going down through forest sows went down through uh, savannah um but it's it's a striking thought that 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 any two animals you look at had to have had a common ancestor literally an individual who had two ch- two children one of which gave rise to one one of which gave, gave rise to the other exactly and, and, and again the other misconception uh, we briefly spoke about it is uh, if we evolved from chimps then why are there still chimps and i always do it respectfully i always say uh, no we didn't evolve from chimps we evolved with chimps from a common ancestor rather like um, cousins share the same That's right. we are we are we are cousins i mean the, the the one you quote from twitter where somebody said i've been watching chimps for 6 years in the zoo i mean that is just spectacular it, it I'm That's a five-year-old would say that. That's yeah, like a five-year-old. Rather frequently when reading t- Twitter comments, I rem- I'm reminded of George Carlin's remark. Think how stupid the average person is. Of course. And then reflect that 50% are even more stupid than that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. What is the way of... Because it, it is such a beautiful story, the evolution story. And I think it's a bit like... I mean, on, on that... Infinity is a similar one. When we started the Infinite Monkey Cage radio show that I do with Brian, we had people saying that the Infinite Monkey Cage was rubbish because they put a typewriter in a zoo in Paynton with five monkeys and they hadn't typed out. And you go, the numbers... And I think, again, it's about... Is it about scale? Is it yes. about yes? It we is. We can't comprehend. The yes, it is. It's yes. the the, amount, the number of generations and years and how tiny, how tiny those changes had to be each time. Like and also, then you go into uh, what if it was a recessive gene? What if it was a dominant gene? And then the, you know, add to that that ninety nine percent of all species that ever lived were extinct, often with no trace. To some degree, I do understand why it's why it's hard, why God is easier, but it's not because it's not really answering it. But saying God did some, this is saying I don't know. Are quite it's, comfortable to have both now. How do you think? Is I, I wonder. You obviously, but that's impossible. Reality. That to me is that that isn't. I, d- I don't think that is possible to have both because there's so many there's so many obstacles and there's so many uh, logical contradictions that you or, or you either don't need both like praying you know uh, the number of times I, I say to people you know if a doctor said to you we can either give you the chemotherapy or we can pray what which one which one do you want well I do both well that's a, that's a, you don't well. Why do both? Don't you but trust? Is, don't is you trust God? Because you talk in in your second volume of autobiography, you talk about the uh, you know discussions with people like Rowan Williams. Um, how do you think that they, someone like him, who's an incredibly intelligent man, balancing the two things? Which is he's not anti-evolution, is he? No, he's not. Um, yeah, he's intelligent in the literal sense of intelligo, the Latin for I understand, because. Rowan Williams finishes your sentences for you in a way that makes you feel, well, how on earth can he disagree then? Because he clearly understands. But what is his stance without, without, how, how, what is his stance without contradiction? So he believes that a god started it, or we start, so a god yeah, started the Big Bang and then started I'm sure evolution? Sure, he believes that. Uh, you'd have to ask him, of course. Sure. I, I can't. Um, I mean, actually, he, he rather surprisingly, for a sophisticated theologian, does believe in rather naive miracles, I think. I mean, I actually asked him, I think, about walking on water and turning water into wine and things like that. And well, you might as well, though, because I think if you believe in a, a, a you know, an all powerful, all knowing, all-loving being that well, can do anything. All-powerful, especially. Yeah, you and might... I think that that's what they do. They say things like, well, the resurrection is non-negotiable. Well, I, I, I'm a Christian. I've got to believe in the resurrection. And once I've given that, once I've agreed to believe in the resurrection, then water into wine is child's play. Of course. Yeah. But then, you know, we can we can go deep into the resurrection. So what the Christian faith believes that God um, gave his only son, which was him. Yeah, is that correct? God, Jesus was uh, completely God sense. and completely... Human. But if you look at the, uh, but then, I just, I, oh, I think if you start looking at the logic of this, this is, I, I think for a lot of people that we might mix with who are the more liberally religious people, it's not the same as actually we, I think, sometimes think it exists as an answer. And I think it might not be their belief in God is not to answer something. It is something which is not no, within the same have. realm of as scientific. No, I agree. I think, yeah, yeah I, I agree. And and also, um, as I said, we're talking about extremes. We're, I, I, I was brought up, you know, my mum was... That C of E. She vaguely believed in a God, you know, but to her, as a working class mum, Jesus was an unpaid babysitter. It was like, if I'm not watching you, Jesus is. Just be good. And what she meant is don't <laughs> go to jail. Don't die in a barroom fight, you know. And and, and that was it. I, I, I don't think she went into the, the logic of it. And also, you know, in, uh, when I, even when I was a kid, being godly 
it's, godliness is next to you know cleanliness, goodliness, not, you know everything. It was like it, it was a shortcut for being honest and respectable, which we know is a fallacy. Yeah, my, now. my foundation, Richard Dawkins' Foundation for Reason and Science in Britain, actually ran a questionnaire, um, a, a poll asking people who ticked the Christian box in the census in 2011, why did you tick the Christian box? And most people ticked because I like to think of myself as a good person. That's yeah. what we're up against. Yeah. It's not that they actually believe anything. It's that they, they think the word Christian equals good. Yes, exactly. Because, the, you know, the, whatever, you know, the, the, the Old and New Testament was, if you take it as a metaphor, you know, then Jesus was a good guy. You know, I, I, got, I, I was a Christian... I, because I was born into Christianity, obviously, and because I was told that was the truth. And as we know, the, the you know the the human child's brain is a sponge for good reason. You know, you believe your elders, you believe your parents. Don't touch the fire, don't touch the spider, don't touch, don't go over the edge. And there's a god. Um, I and- wish those had been instilled in my. I didn't have any of those lessons at all. I've always got blisters and you never spider. over a cliff though. Oh well, no. uh, lower cliffs. <laughs> I, I'm terrible at those things. What great parents you had. But there's a- cliffs burning and but do, spiders. Do people do. Think Think that you know, and then and then you'll be good, and and some can be reward. If you're good, then you'll go to heaven. You'll see all your dead pets and grandma, uh, and if you're bad, you'll go to hell and be punished. And so that that's something that's something outside morality. Dead do, pets do and grandma, you uh, made it a very Stephen King kind of. I heaven. know, I know, this but is the, not an inviting religion you're creating. But some people genuinely believe that atheists are amoral, and and I was asked the question on Twitter: If you don't believe there's a God. Then why don't you go out raping and murdering as much as you That's want? That's so contemptible. And I, and, I, and, I, and I say, and I said, I do, which is not at all. Yes, you know, exactly. it's like yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. but it, it is contemptible. You're right. It's 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 insulting. It's the only reason you're good is you think there's a great spy camera in the sky that's looking at, at everything you do and reading your every thought. What a pathetic, contemptible reason to be good. Yeah, I know. Uh, and but that, that also, you know, and again, we are talking about five percent. We are talking about that. The, these are the these are the crazes. These are the fundamentalists of any religion. They're the crazes, right? And again, often on social media, I don't even know if they believe it or they're trying to ruin someone's day. More than 50% of the American population, according to polls, believe that atheists can't be good people, so so it's worrying. Oh, we're the least trusted group. Least trusted, we're, yeah. we're, we're joint bottom with rapists. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But that, 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 you know, that, that is the trick. That is the trick of religion, that you, you can't be a, a good person. Because, and now they're trying to get uh, some sort of semblance of logic behind it, where they say, well, if there's no absolute morality, then the Holocaust wasn't wrong. And I go, well, it, well there isn't an absolute morality. The morality, it, it, we design morality to, to live in a society that we like to live in. And that's why some societies are worse than others. Intelligent design is a good thing where morality is concerned. What do you mean? What you've just said. We design our morality intelligently. Oh, God, sorry. Thought, I thought you, I took you literally in. then. I, but I, yeah, I, there was a chill went down my spine. Oh, he's done great for your podcast figures. If, uh, uh, so yeah, the yeah. Come out as Phew. Phew. My, my fault. No, but, but, yeah. it, but it's a, it is a slightly more serious point that, that if there is no absolute morality, how do you know what's wrong? And, and I, I think you've given the, uh, the right answer. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's 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 an odd it's an odd thing that we all question our own belief and and, and faith and or, or disbelief and sometimes, but it, it's it's more straightforward than that because there's a lot of fallacy around what uh, what being an atheist means and at its at its core, atheism is just the lack of belief in God. And of course, as an atheist, you can go one step further and say I disbelieve in God. Which is, which is, and I do, but I don't want to muddy the water. Atheism, its definition, is just someone says, uh, "There's a God." I say, "Can you prove it?" They say, "No." I say, "I don't believe you." Then that's that's atheism. Yeah. That's no more. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I rather like the, the phrase of a friend of mine who calls himself a tooth fairy agnostic, meaning that he he doesn't believe in the tooth fairy in the sure. same sense he doesn't believe in God, but he can't actually prove there's no tooth fairy. Exactly. Do you know what the you've, tooth you've got... fairy does give? Because I've noticed that my son, uh, some of the things that he believes in, I think are very specific because of rewards, and he doesn't like with Father Christmas. I remember him walking in one day and near Christmas and going, "Dad, I know Father Christmas." isn't oh and then he stopped and walked away and i reckon he was kind of going hang on a minute 
I know he doesn't exist, but if I reveal I know he doesn't exist, do I lose all this stuff? I'm not taking that risk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a tooth fairy. He's kind of logically worked it out, but at the same time, he's going, still got a lot of premolars to get rid of, and that's two quid. Well, that's, that's it. And again, it, people think that we're, we're joyless people who are trying to ruin a child's Christmas, you know, but the point is. I mean, if, you are sometimes, but nothing to do with no, being an atheist. That's just, just, You're just horrible just to children. Going, You've always going been a, a very cruel man. Um, no, but if, if you can imagine. You know, your adult son, uh, 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 30 years old, believing in Santa, then that I, I think that would be slightly worrying, wouldn't but it? But that's God. I mean, that, that's like believing in God. Well, of course it is, because yeah. it's not drummed out of us at eight. You know, when a child says, Dad, there isn't a Santa, you go, OK, don't, don't tell your little sister. And it's, a, it's fun, it's a, but we know we know that they're going to grow out of that and become a normal member of society. I think if God on a regular basis, place two pounds under his pillow, it will be far harder to shift that belief. <laughs> I, I feel that one might have gone already because <laughs> it, it, it hasn't had immediate reward. I wanted to ask you a little... Because I read a, a book... Well, I didn't read the whole book because it was annoying, but it was a book about which was basically saying as if it was a revelation that actually, despite what scientists say, being good and evolving to be kind is, is, is the best way forward. Now, in fact, that's something you talked about in... Is it... Would it be out in the mid eighties? You did oh, that I show. Often talk about good, it. good guys uh, finish first, which was oh, in well, the UK. It was called Horizon, and in the US, it would have probably had a different PBS Nova. name, yeah. Nova. Yes, but what are you asking? I mean, um... well, I wonder about this. Seems to be with what Ricky's just saying about the idea that if you don't have God, you don't have then then it will make you this very selfish person. And of course, your you know first book has been misunderstood yeah. repeatedly for decades. But that understanding of the fact that altruism kindness, even just beyond the fact that it, it's fun, isn't it? It's a nice... Well, the selfish gene is capable of predicting both altruism and selfishness under different circumstances. It's a powerful theory in that sense, and, and it depends upon the ecological circumstances of the species concerned. So it can go both ways, and in some ways the title selfish gene was unfortunate for that reason. It could have been called the altruistic individual. Would have been That would have been just as good. Yeah, I, I still think it was a mistake calling it the God yeah. particle. Because it's, 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 yes, it's, I think it's, that probably is it. <laughs> probably was a mistake. Yeah, I, I, it, I never called it that. Was it? Didn't it? Wasn't it an abbreviation? Wasn't it? Someone I, I've always heard the, the story that it was someone going the goddamn particle. And someone <laughs> yes. then went, they went, oh, let's abbreviate it. Went, oh, this abbreviation's been a disaster. Yes, yes. I know, but, I, I but you can't about, legislate against stupidity, and and I think that it's, well, not uh, even it's uh, not uh, always stupidity. I think one of the important things is ignorance. Is we're all ignorant of many things. Of course, we and are. a lot of times it's not people being stupid. It's make it's working out different ways of getting the the truer story because out because it's protected. This is what we were saying because because people genuinely when if someone genuinely believes right that you can't be a good person without believing in God, then you make sure your children believe in God because you're doing that. That's the, you're you're doing that for their good. You genuinely, you know, and and society takes that on board and ostracizes people who dare say I don't believe in God because they fear they're bad people. They actually believe they're terrible people if they don't have a God. And the strange thing is, people who believe in one God would prefer people to believe in another God than no God at all. It's it's there's Two and a half thousand gods to choose from, you know, and uh, it, it's a very strange belief that you, you just believe in any god is OK. It's very odd because they, but they truly think that uh, society will crumble without without religion. And it's a very pessimistic view of human nature that actually. it is, isn't it? And, and also it came so late in our evolution. <laughs> it's uh, it's been around. Religion's been around for less than 10,000 years, presumably. And even if. Even if in its most primitive forms, you know. I don't think we know that, but, uh, but uh, in, in in the sense of believing in a god of the wind and a god of the sun and things. Oh like well, that, so yeah. believing in something you don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, not not knowing something, mm -hmm. but I, I mean, when anything you can call, uh, you know, a, 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 a religious belief in in a in an almighty power and and give it a will has come very very late in human evolution, I think. I worry a bit about the three of us sitting around sort of grumbling about religion. Are we going to come across as... Let's as talk about of... Darwin. Yeah, let's do that. Because yeah. that's what I want to talk about. Can yeah. we talk about Charles Darwin? Let's talk about Charles Darwin. This is something that I, I found when I was on tour recently and I was reading out from uh, the formation of vegetable moulds uh, through the action of worms with observations on their habit. And I think there's that beautiful story where you have, you know, Darwin uh, with his son playing the bassoon to worms. Yeah. And I think it's quite... And I would read it out and people... This, what is it? Do you 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 you've studied him? You've and I know that you you are a huge amount. There's something about his mind. What is it? Are you able to see what 
is it about his mind that had this perpetual curiosity? The moment you start reading Darwin, you feel you've been ushered into the presence of a great mind. He wasn't mathematical, and I sort of have a bit of an inferiority complex about mathematics, but nevertheless, Darwin got it when Newton didn't, and Aristotle didn't, and Plato didn't, and Hume didn't, and all the great thinkers didn't get it until Darwin, and then Wallace a tiny bit later, got the point. He was, they both actually were great, great minds. It's been said that Darwin was working a hundred years ahead of his time, and he was. When you read him, you feel his his wisdom flows over into geology, into ecology, into all sorts of other fields, everything except genetics, which he got totally uh, wrong. As you say, he had immense curiosity. He was a curious observer. He corresponded with people all over the world, getting more and more uh, material, more and more ammunition for for his his theory. I, I have enormous admiration for him. And 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 what was his best guess at the time? The diversity in terms of numbers of species that did he did he? Oh, not different from our own. Well, sorry, you, do you do you mean his his estimate of how many species? Yeah. Oh, I, I no, I, I don't think it, he didn't go that. that didn't, that's not really an important no, it, figure it, it, in a way. Well, but if you if, yeah, exactly. I'm sure, it we, would have been smaller than than people say now, but but um. I, I don't think that was a an, an, an very necessary part of our intellectual um, coming to. But he appreciated the vastness of, 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 his, of his theory. Yes, yes, yeah. Oh yes, and that that's where Darwin actually differs from various alleged predecessors. There was a man called Patrick Matthew who, before Darwin, actually did get the idea of natural selection. But Patrick Matthew didn't really understand, or didn't give any evidence of understanding, what a big theory it was. He saw it as being a a kind of negative force getting rid of the unfit. But he didn't advance it as being the explanation for everything about life. So inter- so nowadays, with, with, with all since then and uh, uh, um, observable proof and data, why can we uh, categorically state that evolution is a fact and that natural selection is the process? Evolution is a fact. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm very worried when people say it's only a theory. I mean, we've got of to course. stop calling it a theory. It is, it is a fact. The evidence for it is utterly, utterly massive. Uh, people sometimes say you can't see it happening. Even that's not true. But even if, even if that was true, it's like a detective coming on the scene of a crime after it's happened. You can't actually see the murder being committed, but there's massive millions of pieces of evidence that so-and-so well, you did caught, the crime. You sort of can see it happening in selective breeding with dogs. Oh, you can see it happening. You know, it's, it's like, why I said it's, it's what, do they, into, yeah. what do they think's happening there? It's, exactly. It's, I mean, that is, that is, you can see the mating, you can see yeah, the can. dog come out, and you can see the result. And you can see the result. You can see that a, a, a Pekingese is actually a wolf. And, and, and uh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All dogs, I mean, I all dogs. the most remarkable. It's, it I is remarkable. And Darwin himself made great, great use of of domestication. But nowadays we have evidence that wasn't available to Darwin, especially, I think, most powerful evidence is molecular genetics, where you look at the actual letter-by-letter letter sequence of, of, of coded information and so in how every did they, species. How did they How did they first see the double helix? How did they... I mean, now we've got mapping, we can take out a gene yeah. and see the... So, so briefly, for, for our listeners, very briefly, take us from finding out about DNA to seeing it to be able to change it and, okay. uh, and manipulate um, it. After Watson and Crick in 1953, people um, got, got the, um, the secret of how to actually sequence DNA. You can actually look at the letter-by-letter letter sequence, billions and billions of letters. In, it literally is text. And so when you've got different texts, you've got the text of a mole and a shrew, a text of a rat and a mouse, a text of a human. Like and a, a computer and program a, to do something. Or, or It's not. all done by a computer, yes. Yeah. And so you look, you compare letter-by-letter, letter and you see that if you compare uh, a particular molecule, a particular gene, and a chimpanzee and a human, almost all the letters are the same. Mm. Just a few are different. 98.6%. Something like that. Yeah. Um, it depends how you count it. And then look at a monkey and it's a bit more different. And you look at a kangaroo and it's more different still. And, and But you can actually count up the number of letters that are different between any species and any other species. And when you look at the pattern, it's a beautiful hierarchy, a cluster hierarchy. And so and what could that be but a family tree? It's got to be a family tree. Everything fits. Everything fits. Similarly... The geographical distribution, Darwin was well aware of this, the geographical distribution of species of animals and plants, they are distributed on on the islands and continents of the world in exactly the way they would be distributed if they had evolved, rather than if they'd been planted there by a creator. And apart from like geographical barriers uh, um, creating different gene pools, um, can you explain very briefly what a genetic mutation is? What happens there? A mutation is a random change in a gene, and it's random in the sense that it's not directed towards improvement. 
not specifically directed towards improvement. It, it, it's, it's caused by the laws of physics. In that sense, it's not random. But it is random in the sense that it's not directed towards improvement. What is directed towards improvement is natural selection. Natural selection comes along after mutation and picks those random changes, those random mistakes, and they're quite rare, which happen to be improvements. And that's why leopards are so good at hunting, why antelopes are so good at escaping from leopards, uh, why bees are so good at finding pollen and nectar and so on. Everything is good at what it does because its ancestors were good at what they did because of the genes that they had. And how can people get their head around the quantum leap between uh, this uh, a mildly uh, a worm... A, a nematode or an annelid that suddenly gets some sort of phototropism by a light-sensitive cell into an eye. This is always the one that comes up. Yeah, People always, go, hey, yes. the eye, dude. No one could, that could never have evolved. Yes, I mean, yes. Why couldn't the eye evolve any more than a leg? Yeah, it's a particularly, it's, actually, it's a very good example. It's a, it's a particularly easy example, as a matter of fact. And you, and you can, because we've got the stages dotted around the animal kingdom, and so we can find cases where the animal only has a light-sensitive cell. We can find cases where it has a few, a few cells, find cases where the the sheet of light-sensitive cells is a cup. So it's not flat anymore, it's a cup. Yeah. That means that there's a slightly greater chance that it'll pick up light coming from one side rather than the other. Now the cup closes over, gradually, steadily, gradually, and steady gradient closes over until the cup is so closed that it becomes a little hole in the top, pinhole camera. Yeah. Actually forms an image, a very out-of-focus and dim image, and now you need a lens, and you can make the lens come by gradual stages as well. So everything, Darwin himself in, um, anticipated this argument very well and noted the different kinds of eyes all around the animal kingdom, and nowadays we have even better evidence. And what's hard, for people to say, again, is the, the amount of time that takes and the, and the, the, the tininess <laughs> of the change that was kept. There's a computer program that I used in when I was at college, where a computer randomly throws up uh, a six-legged, uh, three-chambered body, an insect, right, to make it into another insect, right, and the aim is to get to that insect. So at random, it takes a, a billion things for it to stop on that thing. But then they put into the program when it gets something right, the computer program keeps that yeah. forever, which is like reproduction, exactly. Yes. Yeah, and then it's fast. And yes. people can see the yeah. change because I, think I wrote that program. You right? wrote that. I think so. I think oh that's my good guys God. finish first as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah, no, it's in the other a... one. It's in the oh, blind it... watchmaker. Um, yeah, that that that's called. I mean, I think it's the program that I wrote called Blind Watchmaker. It may be the one called Arthromorphs. Right. It was about in. Uh, right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think oh, I did. that's that's <laughs> amazing. Let's play a record. That's incredible. Telling the author what a great idea this is. <laughs> <laughs> what if I'd have claimed it was my idea? Imagine that. I once wrote That's a program. That's the way showbiz works. Science has become very showbizy. Everyone's fighting to say they came up with um, that program. So the reason I first asked you, you know, something from nothing is because, um, uh, to get over that, that point, because um, religious people, they, they think they've got you because we can't explain <laughs> clearly and obviously and to to their satisfaction how the universe died, right? Which is a big ask, right? Particularly when I'm on a chat show. I remember mm. I was on... Um, Colbert, uh, uh, Stephen Colbert, and uh, he's a Catholic. Uh, he's a Catholic, yeah. Um, and uh, he was very gracious, and he was he was making fun of it as well. And I was teasing him, and he said, "Well, how how do we get something from nothing?" I thought, "Wow, that's a big question to try and answer in a." F yeah. I'm not a f um, physicist. I've I've got a you know a, a bit of layman's knowledge, and I did science background, so I can have a go. But I'm also conscious that there's an audience there. How am I going to make this gags? funny? And, yeah. a, uh, and I started explaining to him, right? And he said, "Yeah, but you but um you don't know that." I went, what do you mean? I go, "Well, you you're just you, Stephen Hawking told you that you you know you don't know that you've taken that on." For, I said, "Well, hold on. This is the the, the uh, I tried a, a, a analogy. I said, "Well, the thing is, right? This is why I trust science, right? If we took." every science book every fact and destroyed them all and of their knowledge of humanity though there was no there was no living memory and we did the same with every fiction including holy books in a thousand years time those books of fiction and those holy books wouldn't be back the same no. right but the science books would be back the same because the same experiments would result in the same results mm. so because it's a truth because they're a discovery they're there, so they would be discovered again, right? Yeah. 
And um, and he, he said, oh, that's good. That's good. And I think, I think I've seen it. I think you've got a round of applause. Which seems point. odd. Like there was a <laughs> it win. It wasn't even a gag. There can't though. be a win. No, it wasn't <laughs> like can't... a big gag. But it was no. like a sort of philosophical point for which you got a round of applause. But good... I was is... frustrated because I couldn't straight away answer the question, how do you get something from nothing? Because, but that's what science does. Science just says, this is what we know so far. And I hate that criticism that, oh, again, getting back to Twitter, they say things like, well, science has been wrong before. Mm. Well, no, it hasn't, because it's a discipline, right? What you mean is a bloke who said he was a scientist 400 years ago said the earth was flat, you know? But that wasn't science. That wasn't science. And the point is, all the theories that we have at the moment are approximations, we we think, to a better theory. So so I said general theory of relativity. We know that in order to even begin to be able to answer the question, how did the universe begin? We know that we need a quantum theory of gravity. Exactly. And we don't have one. So there's a a famous statement that all models are wrong. These are Mm. are models that allow you to predict the outcome of experiments. But they're the least wrong they've been every day that passes. They are. Mm. That's it. But I think this idea that that we don't, you don't have absolute truths in science. There are some facts. Or morality, which is another one that's an upshot of it. Exactly, yeah. So so, so there's some things that we know. But the theories we have are models. And so it's a humble pursuit. And that's where the value is. It goes Mm. back to what we were talking about earlier. Mm. But it's not a... It's not a search for absolutes. It's not a search for anything, really. It's, it's an observed nature. Try and understand how it yeah, works. Yeah, science, science works. That's it. And, uh, you know, we are going to improve on the theories and the information and the knowledge. And then, as, as Richard Dawkins said, you, you can't win. Because mm. when people say the missing link, they mean the, the link between this one and that one. When they find that link, they've created two more missing links. Yeah, yeah, either yeah, side yeah. of that one in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can't the, win. But that's what exploration is. And that's that. But one of the most interesting things about, about quantum theory is that it does rely on uncertainty. And it does rely on probability. It does paint a picture of a world about which you cannot be certain. Well, it relies on probability, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Except- it seems to me the more... More I understand about quantum theory, which is not very much, Except. is that it paints a world in you which get rid of it, reality is entirely probability. You can get rid of that by in what's called the many worlds interpretation yeah, yeah. of well, quantum theory, which is this idea that, that everything does happen. Mm, so there yeah. is a world in which every decision you make, that, that, that branch of the world is real. Yeah. So that actually is one way of interpreting the theory such that you get rid of the probability. It's a, you, you toss, that, it has a coin, it's head or tails. But even that well, imply, implies a world in which reality is multifarious. Well, yeah, no, it's, it's not that. It's, that it's confusing, again, just like the term theory confuses people because they think it means a hunch as opposed to a scientific theory. The number of times people say, evolution is just a theory, dude. And I say, yes, yeah, so is gravity. Mm. Uh, how's the floating going, you know? Mm. Um, and so to say, <laughs> w- when you use models and metaphor, eventually you want to come back to the actual truth. Yeah. You want to come back to an observable truth. You want to say, look, here's a proton. Yeah, here's yeah, but a- it, it does a Darwin. Darwin was wrong about a few things, more than a few, actually. Sure. But the actual basis of his theory was a huge advance. Uh, proved right in terms right. of fossils, in terms of factual, yeah. uh, the alignment of, say, how a whale... I didn't even know this, but I went to see a blue whale uh, recently when I was in Canada. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, they've got the whole skeleton of a blue whale. So yeah. I didn't know, because I'm ignorant about many things, that whales used to walk on the earth. Did you know that? Yeah, they went back into the sea, just like the yeah. same as dolphins. Yeah. So, so they um, came down and then went back in. They evolved. a whale yeah. looked a bit like a big dog. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then it went into the sea. And this could be proved via fossils. Now, yeah. Darwin was the first person to trace that trajectory. And there are things that are wrong about mm. Darwin's individual ideas. But overall, the theory yeah, there is right. could I just, has, has now become... Could I just make it. another distinction? <laughs> the evolution it isn't the theory of evolution. That's a fact. No, that's a evolution fact. That's what fact. my point. The theory is the natural selection bit, yeah. how he worked out evolution happened. by yeah. natural. That's theory. And that's been that's clearly been proved as well. So it, it's a shame. I, I hated it when they called it the God particle. I thought this is going to end in tears mm. people are going see yeah yeah, yeah. see about the Higgs no boson. it's no no yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a great um physicist leon, leon laderman very famous physicist a nobel prize winning physicist and he um he called it i think it was the name of his book i think his publisher just said that'd be a good name for a book the god particle yeah, yeah. and so that's where it came from it was a, yeah. it was a book publisher don't use yeah. irony in science when you say whales what's on the earth you don't of course mean Whales walked on the earth like these big. Th- no, you mean no, the ancestor, no. the, the mammalian ancestor. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, what well, dolphins? Whale well, dolphins yeah. and wolves have a uh, a common ancestor. Right. Quite, quite. You know, 
that you, that you'd recognise. Yeah, well, I wouldn't recognise him. No, no. Not what I mean is, now. I mean, I we've got, think, well, no, we've all got a common ancestor. So I mean, wolf. so I mean, you know, yeah. the closer cousins yeah. than 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 you'd expect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they but that does to. happen a lot. Like there are books, a biography of Darwin's just come out by A.M. Wilson, who incidentally you're not supposed to mention that because it's uh, so bad. Is it supposed to be about? Uh, well, it's, 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 really, it. it's really one of the worst books ever written oh, about it? anything. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> no. So really, yeah, if you're listening to this and you see A.N. Wilson's biography of Darwin, <laughs> yeah. as far as I understand it, it's one of Professor the worst books Brian written about Cox anything does not ever. recommend it? But just just on that other thing is what you were saying, the, the, the theories and, and, and we're getting we're, we're getting more perfect, perfect than we were and that's all we can do. And that's it. It's levels of wrongness. And I think I've, I've heard mm. you just discuss this as well. That um, there is a difference between saying, uh, "Well, the Big Bang's just a theory, and you can't learn the truth," so so it's no better than my theory that a god made it all in six days. Okay, well, actually, it is. Okay, so you saying a, a god made the, the the stars and the the universe in uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, <laughs> yeah, Saturday, well. yeah, and all the things, all the <laughs> the birds that fly, including bats, yeah. the insects that walk on all fours. Come mm. on, yeah. right? This yeah. is almost like it's the knowledge of humans of the day, <laughs> yeah. right? That isn't the same. That isn't the same level of wrongness as the fact that we've mapped back the universe to yeah. fourteen billion years well, ago. So the, the Big Bang is a theory when, when it first was proposed, and it's back. Actually, you go all the way back to nineteen sort of eighteen or something to, to when when Einstein's theory of relativity was published. General sure. relativity. So it's it's in there as a prediction that the, the universe would have begun. It was possible the universe began very hot and very dense. So there's a prediction there that if you look out in uh, to a distant object, so let's say you look at the Andromeda galaxy, which sure. is the closest galaxy to us, it's two million light years away or so, which means that the light takes two million years to get to us, which exactly. means you see it two million years in the past. Yeah. And four million light years, and it's four million years in the past, and so on. Yeah. So there's a prediction that if you look far enough away, you should see a universe that's different to ours, because it should be so hot that there were no galaxies and no stars. Yeah. And we've done that, and we saw it. It's called the cosmic microwave background radiation. Yeah. So, so we can take a photograph of the universe in the past when it was different, when it was very hot. How very far? How, what's the furthest photograph in time uh, that you've, you've it taken? It is that. It's the, it's, the, it's the cosmic microwave background, which is 380,000 years after the Big Bang. Wow. So we know 380,000 years after yeah, the Big so Bang. So we know that before that time, the universe was so hot that atoms couldn't form. And yeah. the universe was opaque to light, just like a soup of electrically charged particles. Sure. And light couldn't go through it, so you mm. can't see through it. But then uh, as the universe cooled down, there is a direct prediction, first of all, that it gets cold enough for atoms to form. And at that point, it becomes transparent. Yeah. And the light from that time should then be able to travel in straight lines across the universe, and we should be able to take a picture. And we have done with a satellite called Planck. Um, right. So we've taken the picture. So Amazing. We've got, so when, when people say I don't believe in the Big Bang theory, you can say, well, here is a picture. Of course, of the course. So, here so it is. Yeah. There are direct predictions, and that's what people want, and we all do, and, and I do amazing. it, and I get frustrated that you know I, I can't explain a, a theory or, or or you know anything like that. I want to hold it up and say there it is. And um, the other amazing one actually is that so we know the universe is about twenty five percent hydrogen, seventy five percent helium, and pretty uh, sorry the other way around twenty five percent helium, seventy five percent hydrogen pretty much nothing else so the two simplest elements in that three quarters to a quarter ratio and it was a big puzzle because we know that stars make helium out of hydrogen that's what the sun's doing yeah. but they can't make enough and the, so the reason that all this helium is around is because it got made in the first couple of minutes in the life of the universe right. and we can predict exactly how much should have been made and we can measure it, and it's wow. the right answer. That's amazing. So you have direct predictions, and also the amount of some lithium as well in the early universe. There's a tiny amount which you can predict from the Big Bang theory, yeah. and then you can go and look at the starlight from distant stars, and you can measure it, and you find out that it agrees. Okay, well, it's so amazing. Let me ask, let me it's ask amazing. Ricky's big question here, which is, which is still confusing me when you talk about this, which is that stuff's made in the first few minutes after the Big Bang. Yeah, because it was a big nuclear reactor then. Yeah, Not... but that's the question. Is that, well, I can't remember what you called it, but that field that collapsed in on itself, what did you call it? Oh, the Inflaton field. The Inflaton yeah. field, right? <laughs> yeah. how, how does that create in the reaction... Of the Big Bang. So that's before the Big Bang. Yeah, so you but get this th thing. that's all there is. And what then happens? the Big Bang creates lithium and helium in the first minute or so. Yeah. How? <laughs> so, so, well, so what happened was that the, in, in this idea called inflation, so the universe is expanding very quickly. This thing sort of draws to a close. 
And the, the, these particles called inflaton particles essentially condense out into space. So it's like uh, almost like ice forming on your window, you know, from, from water vapor. And then those things then decay. They're very massive, heavy particles, and they decay down into the particles, the quarks and electrons and all that stuff out of which we are made. So that that's the theory. And so in very in very simple terms, all the different elements are just uh, percentages, numbers of atoms that, that are clumped together that yeah, make so, them so heavier hydrogen. and denser and all that. So, so hydrogen's one proton, yeah. helium's two protons, and yeah. two neutrons. And so the, the, the f some of the some of the fusion fission. Um, fusion, fusion, uh, uh, took collapsing stars to make half the elements, didn't they? That and and the yeah, ones the used for ones, life. But the, the, the lightest ones, helium in particular, got made at the big, but just sure. after the big bang. So, for example, carbon wouldn't have been. That's in stars. Made right, until the first doesn't get collapsing made in the big bang. Is, is that, is, so so, and that that's Krauss's point that the uh, atoms that make life came from different stars. So the the atoms in your left hand yeah. came from a different star yeah. than the atoms in your right hand. Yeah. And he says, forget Jesus, a star died yeah, for you yeah. to be, uh, live. Yeah, lots yeah. of them. But and, so, and then so the, helium, and the hydrogen comes. Helium from the first can few exist at great temperatures. Is that right then? Because if helium's there a minute afterwards, presumably the universe yeah, is getting, incredibly hot. Well, it was getting a bit chillier. Well, that's why it, it, it but it's stopped. just an atom, isn't it? it that's the point. By about ten minutes, the whole thing had stopped. So no more, no new elements were made after the first ten minutes or so, until the first stars appeared. And we're watching that now. By the way, we've got a big new telescope. Which the headquarters is at Jodrell Bank in Manchester, but it's been built in Australia called the Square Kilometre Array, and that's going to look so far back, so far out in space that it will be able to see the first stars forming. Right, I've got to play a record be, because yeah. David's face yeah. looks like your granddad listening to someone talk a foreign language. <laughs> well, it always looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to ask a contrary question now. Right. And if you don't like me asking it, we can cut it out. Sorry, I've taken control. It's about your last show. Yeah. So I just wanted to ask you a little bit. This isn't, this isn't me in any way trying to <laughs> argue with you. It's interesting. So, right. so first of all, let me frame it. So yeah. I really liked your show. Thank you. I understand misanthropic comedy. Yeah. I get it. Like, yeah. I, it, and it's, again, like I said about Louis C.K., it's consistent. That's who you are. But I think the thing about trans and Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. I wanted to ask you sure. what, how you define gender. So that's not me saying anything about the joke, all people's reactions to the, the jokes about Caitlyn Jenner. How I define gender? How do you, how do you I define don't know. gender? I, yeah. I, 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 no, and again, that isn't me. Th like, and Sean, feel free to join in. Because I tell you, I tell you I'll, I'll back up and say some stuff for me. Sometimes do you mean, do I, do I, do you mean, do I um, uh, subscribe to a gender being liquid or do I think there's two oh, straight oh, genders? No, 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 don't, no, don't what mean do you, that. Do you mean? I mean like... So when I was a child, I used to have all these things where I'd fit. The reason that trans made complete sense to me when yeah. I started to hear about it culturally yeah. is that... It makes sense I, to me as well. Yeah, that's what I, I think it does make sense to you. That's what mm, I'm of saying. So yeah. it made complete sense to me that if I woke up suddenly and someone had sewed a penis on my body, yeah. I would be a girl with a penis. So it makes right. complete sense to me that some it's not about you're born, but you're not a man inside a woman. No. Sometimes men have vaginas sometimes women have penises yeah. sometimes they have mm. surgery and there's a sliding scale of that as well oh, even within the and trans yeah, community there's a sliding scale of, back and forth. of course there's, a, there's, yeah. there's people who have a thing where they change gender like fluidly like day to day it's nothing to do with physicality so and also I as a feminist think that trans people have the most to teach us about gender as a construct because of what they've been what bit, what bit did you worry that no, was transphobic not, no, so it's, I go on. I'm not saying transphobic no no no, no but so go on that, so that's I, my whole whole thing the reason I wanted when I was coming in when Jonathan your assistant said do you want to come and do a podcast I'm very busy and I thought yeah. I do but I really want to talk to you on or off about gender right because my problem not with you with the world yeah you, your brand of comedy yeah. is thinking comedy. If I'm talking about the Bible, look at it this way. Yeah. If I'm talking about Islam, let's think about it this way. If I'm talking yeah. about science, think about it this way. Yeah. You do a long routine about a trans woman yeah. that gets a massive round of applause. Yeah. Right. But I stay at that point, at this mm. point, we get to the point that you're yes. going to get to, I'm yeah. sure. Um, but at that point, I'm, 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 saying that I was accused of being transphobic yes. for making a joke about uh, uh, Jenner, and, yeah. and I say people mistake the target of the joke with the subject yes. the, the the subject of the joke um, yeah. uh, the, 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 the subject of a joke was stereotypes yes. themselves yeah. um, I, I say yeah. she's a, a real woman some would say a progressive liberal attitude yes. then I say well if she's a real woman um, uh, uh, I hit him with the old fashioned stereotype um she didn't do a lot for women drivers. She must yes, be a bad yeah. driver. Yeah, it was a really then. funny joke. Yeah, I don't uh, have a problem with that joke. No, yeah. exactly. So what you're, the, but then yeah. I say, um, 
So this is the, the yeah. The, uh, well, you you do it. You no, so, do, no, so um, this isn't actually about the joke. This Go is, on. So here's the thing: it's, it's a generalized thing, right? I've got an, I've got another problem with Dave Chappelle, but it's not here, right? Because what it is is when someone who is very intelligent, and even though you're a comic, is is set up as an intellectual figure. Mm. Everyone has blind spots. We'll do. And as sure. we said earlier, comics are idiots. They're clowns. Yeah. The, the joke has to be you. So if yeah. you're going to construct something very, very intelligent about something that a lot of your audience probably don't understand on the same level you do or you think you do, yeah. right? It gets this big round of applause at the end, which I felt was the applause of people going, this is what I think I'm saying about the which, applause. Which, which bit they're, of applause? They're, clap, they're clapping, going, finally, someone said it. It's a bloke who had his penis chopped off. And so that was my because you talked for so long about her previously having male genitals that I actually felt yeah. so not, the, not let, me, let, me, let me explain yeah. that as well. So yeah. so I start right. I come out there all highfalutin. I did the Golden Globes. Yes. How dare the press have a go at me? Yeah. I explain why that joke works. And up at that point, everything's true. Everything's yes. honest. Yeah. Everything. I'm I'm hitting the right targets. I'm I'm I am saying. You can have a go at a trans person, not for being of trans, course, yeah. but for something yeah. they did. Yeah, okay? also, and also Just you like, can have a go at any human absolutely. being. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, then uh, uh, I say that um, some other people uh, ask yes. Caitlyn Jenner a, a thing saying... Because yeah. you, um, you old-named her or whatever that phrase dead is. Named dead-named her. Named her. Well, yeah. before that I say oh. um, uh, uh, she was asked about it. She said, what do you think of the, um, the Ricky Gervais joke? She said, maybe I should host the Golden Globes. Mm. So I sent back, it was Entertainment Weekly, I sent yeah. back... Um, uh, let her host just don't let her drive yeah. so now we're into the realms that I won't let it go so I yes. start off as a highfalutin above it all yeah. celebrity and then I get caught up in it and yeah. the joke I'm doing yeah. is that I'm being I'm being my own I'm doing what I said I wouldn't do yes. I wouldn't get caught up in it I yeah. wouldn't be childish yeah. and I start being childish yeah. so, um, so, so it's the childish because I think that's it so so talking about anyone's so, genitals, so, so not even trans so yeah. so actually so imagine Sean if you were doing an Edinburgh show mm-hmm. and imagine imagine you did a routine that was six minutes about Katie Price having a vagina right because Katie Price she's a, she's a glamour model she's posed nude she's had lots of children but again your whole thing is about her vagina right I would mm. watch that show going hmm Everyone's laughing and clapping, but there's something when you're you're trying to you're trying to humiliate someone in comedy. You're trying to talking about someone's genitals for ages. Just so that's in general. Sure. So all of that routine that that was my thing. Me going to the him going to the doctors and saying a massive. But again, yeah. I'm doing it I, as I do it. I even put in clues yes. like I go. I yeah. could do this all night. Yeah. Right. I let the audience know. I'm. I've, I haven't let it go. I'm a child. Yeah. I even. I even. I even say things like, um, she was uh, launching a new mm. uh, show. Now yeah. cancelled. Yeah. I'm trying. It's like oh, no, I've got caught yes, up in a celebrity I, feud that yes. I said I wouldn't even be part no, of. So, that she's yeah. not even no, part no, of. No. And also, you know? but no. So my. That's why I say the applause thing, because my my problem with it. This is isn't isn't an attack. Is that on there you. are idiots on the audience la- yeah. laughing for yes. the wrong reason? Yeah. So so that's the thing. I felt there's this round of applause going. You just talked about. I feel like. I, I don't think it's stupidity to not understand trans as an issue. I think quite often all of us hear things and go, but how? I've got a willy, I'm a man. I've got boobs, I'm a woman. That's what it is. But why That's what people, it means. But, let me, let me know, so, so but we're, people we're understand when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm saying I don't care about um, a starving African child yeah. or I don't care about Anne Frank or I yeah. don't care about cancer. Yeah. or I don't, They get it, but because it's oh, raw... So think, that's what I was thinking about today. Like, right. Why do I feel differently? And I, was, and I actually thought... So, so, because so, they're a vulnerable... Yeah. It's a new vulnerable no, group also, that hasn't been explored yet. It's, it's, it's not just vulnerable group because lots of people are vulnerable. Kids who are allergic to nuts are technically vulnerable. I right? did a thing about yeah, no, that. That's yeah. what I mean. That's yeah. why I'm using that example. But I thought, actually, in terms of society at the moment, and this isn't your fault, right? This is me, no. the audience clapping that thing. Right? All of us... When people on t- Twitter are saying to a comic, be more sensitive about that, well, yeah. what they mean is, it's like if we went back 40 years and there were very racist comics. Of course comics, it is. No, and, of course re- it is. and the reason no. people are going, don't be racist, and they go, I joke about everyone. So I joke no, about the black next door and I joke about my mother-in-law. But that's and what I'm saying. Go, it's well, they're getting punched up in the street, excuse me, so should we not? So that's what but you're we've kind of got, doing. But what I'd say is that... Um, uh, so there's there's lots of questions there. Yes. Am I transphobic? Is that my real views? No, no, no. no. We, and I don't, we know and I don't that. Think I know you, you are. think yeah. that, right? Um, uh, am I responsible for people misunderstanding no. my joke? That's not no. a comics job either. No. Yeah. Um, am I responsible as a member of the society thinking I might make things worse 
for a vulnerable group? Mm. Yes, I am. Yeah. Right. Well, that's but, your decision. So that's why. But I, I yeah. use. I, but I use irony, and I mm. can't be clearer that I'm doing yeah. the same with this trans issue that is yes. new, yeah. right? As I am with children with cancer who are very vulnerable and dying of it, and I yeah. and people with famine. I am doing it, and I know it's different. Mm. I know it's different, and it's. I think most people think it's different because trans people um, are are normal people that might be at that show or hear about it. Whereas we don't think that a starving African child is watching me on Netflix. So there's that sort of thing that we we yeah. dismiss. And so right? I think that's it. It's because I think the reason it's a sensitive issue is that because it, then it, it, because it's, in it's, real life it they're so, not taken it, yeah. seriously like people with cancer are. Yeah. It's not okay. If, so it's not even not taken seriously. The sensitivity is because to, to actually exist in the world like so for instance a huge amount much more than a cis person trans people work in sex work and the reason for that is often they have to save up for procedures that they want to be done or they find it so difficult but again to anyway. I get that as yeah, me know, as know, me Ricky Gervais the so, human no, being yeah, I, I get all that I, and I understand it and mm. I get, I get, what do you think yeah. of this metaphor right? okay. um, I think comedy is about empathy yeah. right? and I think to be able to get it wrong, as I do, mm. with pretending to be a chimp and yeah. thinking that being a chimp is the same as um, yeah. a trans person, I, I don't think that. No. It's a joke, right? Yeah. And I think um, uh, I have to know the truth to be able Just to... I want to joke about it. Just like we laugh at Les Dawson playing mm. the piano wrong because we know the real notes. Yeah. That's why they're funny. If that mm. was an avant-garde piece by uh, yeah. Sati, it wouldn't be funny because mm. the notes... But we know the real notes, so yeah. we know where he went wrong. Yes. And we know his arrogance, him yeah. thinking that's a great tune. Yeah. And that's me. When I'm playing the chimp as a trans yeah. person, I'm being a fucking yes. idiot. I'm yeah. being the bloke that says things yeah. like that yeah. for comic effect. I'm giving as much clues as I can, mm. and then I go back to being a pseudo intellectual yeah. again. Yes. I so think, yeah, I guess that's it. So can I tell, can I give you the, the Dave Chappelle example and see what you think of this? Because you might have exactly the same argument, and oh. maybe I'm wrong. So uh, Dave Chappelle has got a joke at the moment where he talks about Me Too, and he talks about um, he talks about Louis C.K. All these people. He talks about the Louis C.K. case, and then he says, um, "Everyone's saying these women who came forward, they're really brave. They keep saying they're really brave to come forward and speak out against Louis C.K." I tell you what would have been brave: leaving the room. And then he gets a round of applause. Oh. So it's, it's the applause thing again. Mm. And and, and so, well, I, if, if he means that, well, that's I a, don't agree with which it. Which is again, mm. this is why I guess it's a thing because, I, 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 or it, if he's being someone saying the wrong thing, because because my thing with it is like. Because it feels to me like a lack of empathy. Because I watched Dave Chappelle say that, going, "Oh, I don't think you've ever been scared. I don't think anyone's no, ever know. been well, physically bigger than you." So it's not even about respect. It's about how you. Well, all I can say is, it, yeah. all I can say is, mm. if that's the, if it, I don't, I, I don't, I have to see it in context. Yeah, course, yes. I'd have to see the joke because every word matters. You might yeah, admit, you know, oh, no, you might my every, bias would make it slightly it, it, worse. Yeah, I don't know what came before it, but let's say. What you just said was a statement by a politician. Yeah, I'd be outraged because it's not true. Which, is, which would be true of most mm. most people's jokes if you put it into of course. Yeah. A, and a, you a school teacher's you mouth. Should you not, yeah. job. You should yeah. not rate a comedian's routine, however powerful, yeah. the same as a politician no, saying it and not. meaning it. No, right, absolutely. So I, I can't answer that. No. But from my point of view, um, uh, uh, I, I support all those things mm. I pretend to not support on stage yeah I don't I don't think famine's funny or children with cancer yeah or or uh, um, uh, trans yeah. issues I don't think those things no. are for but this is the point my whole show was about yes. you can joke about anything yeah right it's the it's it's a, and also it was every topic so this is things like I, I did get it like every topic you brought up you were going to find the worst thing to say like that's the point and explain yes. why yeah. I was saying it yeah. I challenged and them also to be the, offended. Inter the interesting yeah. thing about being a well-known comic is that when you make jokes on something you then get the feedback the flowback yeah. essentially but, but, and then you get to respond to those people in another joke yeah and again jokes are the odd thing out they're not we're not positive we're not stating it, it, it it's a, a as truths right um, but I do think that it starts discussion and I think you can yes. be contentious yeah. and you can even be flippant yeah. you can even say things that you don't mean and not care because it starts an argument but the important thing is that any 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 demographic any people anything mm. right what you can't do and I understand it, 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 there, there, there is real problems yeah. real hatred and re I, I get of course yes. I get all that yeah. I get that um, but there must come a point where um, uh, that's a bad example but um, mm. uh, if you want to say we want to be treated the same as anyone else and yeah. there should be yeah, right? like human rights you, yeah. you can't say 
except in humour. No, we course. don't want to be the subject of any humour. Yeah, that's not that's not asking for equality. That's asking for privilege. But I don't think anyone asked. I mean, if anyone asked for that, they were wrong. No, exactly, they didn't. And I'm not saying that. Yes. I say that yeah. but, no, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually, it's one of the first things. So, so um, that thing about how when, when something's close to you. You, you can't you are oversensitive about it of like course you can't see the wood for yeah. the trees so because, my, I'm, my, yeah. si- my sister's diabetic and she's an insulin intolerant diabetic which means that from becoming diabetic her life's been absolute shit <laughs> like, yeah. she's got a shit life so and I remember seeing a comic do a joke about um, have your cake and eat it about diabetes and my instant thing was my sister in a hospital of course room. And, and I, but it's good that mm. I learned that so early to go someone else's vision of that whether it's a cancer or a child with a nut allergy mm. of course that's not my fault no. and I decide how much I like my material and how much I'm because I'm not a very contentious comic so because I if, some, if I've hurt someone's feelings I'm genuinely devastated of course so yes. am I though yes. because, oh, yeah, I, because yeah. what, um, uh, uh, a good example I do a thing about um uh, cot death where I, uh, yeah. the, the joke is that I'm so spoiled and and terrified mm. that I couldn't have a kid because I couldn't I couldn't oh, yeah, go course, through yes, the thing yeah. right right and uh, apparently um uh, in one town two people walked out and they went to the paper oh, and said we'd, uh, yeah. um, we'd had a cot death yes. right now uh, but what do you think of that I said well I didn't know no. them. if I'd have yeah. said hands up anyone who's had a baby die on them yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got a joke for yeah. you love oh, that yeah. would be yeah. different no, so the you. fact that have you seen that Joan Rivers brilliant Joan Rivers thing where she's at a show it's a document, documentary it's on Netflix and she's got a joke about deaf people and someone gets up and she goes don't tell me you're leaving because you're deaf and they and they are, but but so something's going on. Someone's translating. There's signing going on, right. and she is like Rumpelstiltskin jumping up, going, yeah. "No, you you don't have the right to be offended at that if you've yeah, sat yeah. through everything else. You you don't have the right to go. Well, now this is my thing. No, that's exactly right. Which is different to being hurt, but the well, protest of is no, the no. thing. I, got, yeah. I, I did first time I played um, uh, Madison Square Garden. I got a uh, a letter from a Jewish society mm. saying. We loved the, the the show. We laughed all the way through. Uh, we must say we we found the routine about Anne Frank very offensive. There are a lot of people have um, <laughs> lived through her. And yeah. I said, but you got me joking about famine, mm. cancer, AIDS. Da, da, da. I do that again. I'm yeah. playing an idiot who doesn't understand yes. the Anne Frank mm. situation. Yeah. And so it's a thing about me thinking. Uh, I, I say something like um, Anne Frank. Uh, uh, um, it's about sharks and Nazis, mm, and yeah. I say, uh, um, "Oh yeah, the Discovery Channel." Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and, and uh, uh, I did a, 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 a shark would have found like that. Yeah. Nazis useless. Yes. No, yeah. I didn't even look upstairs. She had time to write a novel yeah. and no sequel. <laughs> Lazy. So I'm yeah. getting everything wrong. Yes. It's about yeah, me knowing nothing about the and, subject. And also, I'd absolutely agree with you because that situation you're going. If you laughed at everything else, I'm funny. If other people were mm. laughing at that bit, that bit's funny. The yeah. problem is your sub, your closeness to the material. And again, that's part of learning as a human being. Oh, I've got limits. We like different stuff. Yeah, I think so. I, what, so your question, so my, uh, to so my, so was my question, that, what worried you slightly was that you, what you, yeah. you get it. You got what I was my, doing. Actually, so my thing was. But did, did there was there a part a, of you that a, wanted to hear that? Oh. I get Ricky on the. I know that he's a. He's no. not racist and he's not sexist, but maybe he's got a little blind spot about trans people because it's early no, and he could be an old fashioned idiot. I didn't think it, so, okay. No, so that's that's what I, that's why I thought I'd bring it up to my gender in general. What I thought watching the routine was. There's at different times culturally there are different things that all of us have to be more careful about. Yeah. Your routine wasn't a, a, a splur. It was a very well thought out, constructed level after level after level. Yeah. And the level that I so understood and I was with you the whole way through the bit I had difficulty with was then talking about a trans person's genitalia pre-operation which I just thought that if, if, it was, if it was just a cis woman you were talking about if you talked for four minutes about a cis woman's genitals I would have thought I think Ricky hates women right I'd have thought I think he hates there's something about that person that he because, describes more because I'm but, like the people who say that and mean but it but also it's not it's not in general like say you'd use the word tranny which is a word I just rewatched um, Sex in the City right. and they use the word tranny quite a lot and I thought yeah. oh isn't it weird as that changed because yeah. I find that's such my hackles mm. rise instantly but it's yeah. an old thing and everyone yeah, they like, did, yeah. yeah it's shocking yeah. but also times change culture changes language is where we show well, our there intelligence has to be, there yeah. has to be hate infused with things yeah. like that and, it, well, and there yeah. wasn't at the time it was flippancy no, exactly. and, yeah, and yeah. We, we understand a bit more we listened a bit more mm. we're getting better and so the routine it was just the section that was about genitals that I suddenly thought you're not talking in general you're talking about one woman one human being yeah and I, and I felt is the aim here not from your heart right but as in in the room we are laughing 
about someone's genitals. Again, I think, and, and then the band, yeah. but then it was the applause. I thought it feels like the thing we go finally. Someone had the balls to no, say it. They're and not it, saying that. They're yeah. saying the fact that I think they get what I've said yeah. that I'm a man I'm a grown fucking man in his 50s being an absolute child going around like a fucking chimp and then going, having an argument with a doctor who keeps saying his name because I'm so childish mm. I keep saying his yes. name even though, not, I've, even though to. the truth was yeah. the actual two bits of truth mm. I didn't hear what dead name it was but now I accept it yeah. right, too and then I go back on everything I've said because yes. I'm fucking mm. such a stupid yes. baby idiot yeah. right that's the joke yes. that yeah. is the joke the joke all the way is through. going this is someone yeah. who just talked to us very intelligently about this and now yeah. this just doesn't mm. get it and, and he's like yeah. and he's like a granddad yeah. are there people that are having a round of applause who hate trans people in the audience probably uh, yeah. statistically but also, but also it's not hatred can actually, I, can I, yeah. can I mm. check that at the door oh no no oh, I can't also I should actually say right. so in feminism is a, it's an even big, much bigger problem than comedy so there's some there's some stuff um, there's a really Juliet Jacks wrote a really brilliant book and she talks about Ace Ventura which obviously was this massive film so it's mm. around the time that she was realizing that uh, she, she was kind of misgendered, that she was maybe a woman, uh, and there's and I hadn't realized that the whole thing is that um, Courtney Cox has got a penis. She's like the joke is that it then takes her. Do you remember this in Ace no, Ventura? No. Ace Ventura, no. his love interest is Courtney Cox the whole way through, and at right. the end he rips off her skirt and turns her around, and she's got a penis, and that's the joke. And so this most popular thing when he um, when. Juliet was at school right. was this the, the joke uh, and the, Jim Carrey who was the best comedian in the world and everyone loved this thing where everyone's laughing at something mm. that makes you feel so it's really interesting when you think but comedy isn't the thing with feminism there are I guess they're essentialist but they're wrong where they think that your genitals your body makes your gender and I, I find it so fascinating because there are people I respect so much I want to hear them talk about everything mm. and then they say trans women aren't women and they're a different kind of woman because they've had to go through a different process but it's so hard when you go how can it be so clever and fascinating well, all, all women are different kinds of women yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, in a way Ricky and that's, that's yeah. what's really that's what I mean again about learning about something even when sometimes you get told off um, as a feminist I get corrected all the time also my books about biology which means that my books about evolution which actually means that I'm very heterocentric and lots of my most interesting things and um, well I'm, all I'd say is yeah. in my in, in real life mm. Um, I'm obviously, uh, um, you know, a, a, a liberal lefty yes. snowflake yeah. who's, mm. who's yeah, anti-racist, yeah. racist, and whatever new thing comes up, yeah. and it isn't liberty. We'll, we'll so I'm pro-trans, yeah. I'm pro-trans rights, I'm pro-all mm. that right. But on all those things that I'm pro, just like I'm pro-starving African children getting food mm. and and cancer children yeah. getting chemotherapy, I still have the right to joke about yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I hope yeah. everyone understands that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I do run the risk of upsetting people, and I do run the risk of some people laughing for the wrong reasons. Yeah. But that's no reason not to tell a joke no, about stuff. But also, that's the thing. So me asking you about it. I loved what, it. What, no, I'm oh, glad so, you did. So, so, and it wasn't me coming in, going. No, I know that. You shouldn't. It was literally me going. I have this opportunity now to talk to someone about something. Yeah. That, like you say. Mm promoted me I wanted to talk about it no it's great yeah. I, I, I mean I, you know it doesn't mean people believe me or care or I, I, change anyone's opinions but I do think offence I think the good thing about yeah. offence is it starts people talking this has been the best of Ricky Gervais's deadly serious <laughs> Every episode of Ricky Gervais's Deadly Serious. In North America, subscribe to Sirius XM. Internationally on iTunes and Amazon under audiobooks. And YouTube.com slash Ricky Gervais.